to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them give their top tips for success to you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Sean Conrad on the line. He is the principal over at Epic Insurance Brokers and Consultants. Uh, Sean, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Adam. Thanks for having me. So um, I'm excited to uh, kind of get into how exactly you're helping your clients and what kind of clients you serve over at uh, Epic uh, Insurance Brokers and Consultants. But before we do that, let's just go a little bit back in your career. Uh, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Great question. I got started, I would say, right after I got out of school. Um, I did my undergrad, and like a lot of students, you know, had aspirations of finishing that, going on to law school. Uh, my initial ambition was to become a judge. I thought I would go to law, go to law school, and that would be my path. Um, I put myself through school, worked full-time to do that, got out and realized I needed to start making money, and really discovered that I liked business. And I happened to get into the insurance industry which is not something that any 21-year-old would naturally gravitate to, but I had an opportunity to join a company that was growing rapidly at the time and really took a liking to some of the senior people around me, saw opportunity. They saw me as somebody that was ambitious, wanted to advance in the world, and I got a lot of opportunity very, very quickly and had in the first three to five years of my career a ton of on-the-job training and real live experiences that I'm very thankful for today because I draw upon them even in, in the work that I do now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and so what kind of advice, because, and, and I, I'd like to, you know, personally disband that idea that a 20-something-year-old shouldn't want to get into insurance because it's super, it's a super fascinating industry. You work with so many dynamic people, both as clients and on the um, sell side, so that, that work at the actual company. Um why Why would you think that, you know, it's a good place for maybe that new college grad to not overlook the the insurance industry? I think if you're a curious person and you are interested in business entrepreneurship, this is one area where you can meet people across a variety of industries every single day. Nothing happens in the business world without two things, in my opinion. You need capital and you need insurance. If there was no way to deal with the risk associated with starting and running any business, we wouldn't have commerce the way we know it today. So if you're a curious person or interested in a variety of things, you can find yourself talking to a manufacturing company one minute, a technology firm the next, hospitality client to end your day, and everything in between. Um, what I have found the most fun and fulfilling in this career is meeting the people who start and run these companies. They are all different. They all have a unique story. And as I tell people, I create a safe space where they can take risks, put capital to work, hire employees, sell their product or service out in the world, and make a difference. And so I take a lot of pride in what I do, and really the fun for me is getting to know these people in a really unique way and through a lens where I can look at what they're doing and trying to help them manage, assess, transfer risk, and really fulfill what they're out in the world trying to do. Yeah, I think it's a super interesting field, and I've worked in insurance in my in my past. So I mean, I just think it's amazing. And what you said is correct. You meet some really amazing um, entrepreneurs and get to help them along their path, um, which is always uh, extremely gratifying. Uh, one quick follow-up question to that. So, 
it, so let's say somebody's listening to this. What, what would you say the next step is for them to kind of think of a company that they'd want to go with if they were looking at entering the insurance field? I think you need to look at two things at the same time. You need to look at the company itself, but you need to interview and really think through the people you'll be interacting with. Mm. And that second part is maybe more important than the first for this reason. There are some fantastic companies out there in financial services in general, insurance included. Mm -hmm. There are some that have a preset path where young people come into a business and they may have a track to run on that is pretty fixed. You'll be doing certain job tasks over a period of years as you gain experience. There are others that may be a little more entrepreneurial, may take an interest in someone who's highly motivated, and with a good leader and a good mentor, that person can go further faster in their career. So I would say it's equal parts. Look at the company, but also, more importantly, look at the leaders and people that you would be interacting with. Are they good mentors? Are they aligned that way? Or do they simply view you as somebody inexperienced coming in to do a job? Those are very different things. Uh, if I were a young person starting over today, I would look very, very closely at the second. Can I find a coach or mentor inside of that company to help me? Man, that's excellent advice. And, and in my opinion, that makes all the difference because that's going to that's gonna be the difference between um, enjoying it and also um, succeeding and thriving and, being, and sticking with it long term versus uh, maybe some people out there that haven't had the best experience and they're like, oh, I tried it and it just wasn't for me. I think the, it just wasn't for me. A lot of times has to do with um, has to do with exactly what you're talking about. Being with the right uh, group of people, working with them on a day to day basis is is an amazing uh, thing and allows you to accomplish a lot more. Um, let's switch it up a bit. I want to talk. I want to get into what you're doing over as principal over at uh, Epic Insurance Brokers and Consultants. Uh, let, uh, let's start with this. What kind of clients are you helping, and what are you helping them with? Yeah, we serve middle market clients by and large. And what I mean by that is a business that does anywhere from $20 million in revenue up to 4 or $5 billion in annual revenue. Most of our clients fall between $100 million in annual revenue and about $500 million. Um, they typically employ 100 or more people. It's a variety of industries. What we're tasked to do is help them evaluate where do they have risk in their business in the property casualty space. How can we assess that risk? transfer it to an insurance company at a cost-effective price and then be there to support that business as they go forward and ensure that when claims happen and things go wrong, they have our teams to lean on and support them. Can we use capital efficiently in that process? Um, I spent 12 years with a firm prior to Epic that was attached to one of the largest banks in the country. So we've got a very strong appreciation for cash flow and how to protect that in a business and how a lender looks at that. So I bring a unique vantage point in that I can look at things from the business owner perspective, the CFO's perspective, and also their capital partner or lender's perspective and ensure that we protect that cash flow. The second part of what we do is around people. We are in a very competitive labor market right now, and employers are offering employee benefit packages that include medical, dental, and vision coverage as part of that overall benefit in addition to direct compensation. Our job is to help them design benefit plans that are competitive with their industry peers and aligned with the culture they want to create in their company. Some of our clients may want to be at the extreme end and offer the best of the best to their employees. We see this a lot with law firms, high-tech companies. There are others that are in manufacturing that can't afford to spend that much, and they want something that's more um, kind of in the middle. And we see people across all ranges of that spectrum. So it's our task to understand 
what is the culture like inside that company? What do they want to offer to their people? And design plans that accommodate that, give employees access to good health care in communities where they live and work, and do it at a cost that's effective for the business. No, that's great. And um, what do you find, and I know this is going to change, especially when you're talking about assessing risk um, and, and, and you're in different sides of businesses, but I know when you're working with a lot of clients over a big uh, a portion of time, certain themes arise. Where do you find um, that, what, or what mistakes do you find that a lot of uh, clients are making prior to uh, walking through your doors? Biggest mistake I see clients make, and this is true from a small company to a very large, sophisticated company, is they start getting lost in minor things and become less aware of the macro view. I like to start with macro first. So when I look at a company any size, I'm looking at how do we protect cash flow and what are the major events that could cause them to go out of business? What are the real killers? There are certain exposures that clients may have. They may not be buying any protection whatsoever. Cyber insurance is a good example of that. That's a risk that almost every business faces. We see to this day still very few buying the kind of limits they actually should. That's a game changer. If, if someone is breached, that could be a catastrophic event. You have business reputation, harm that's done that is just exponential. And the cost associated with that can be huge. So we look really at macro view first. What could really harm you, put you out of business, and then we build programs around that. I'd rather see clients take a little more risk on the smaller items, things they can handle inside cash flow and inside their deductibles, and spend that savings, if you will, by buying better contracts and higher limits. Now, great advice, um, and I li- and I really like the approach that you're ta- you, that you're taking. Um, so you're almost you're almost more of an insurance concierge. So where you're really not just um, going down a matrix and checking boxes, you're really putting yourself in the shoes of the client and kind of assessing where where are they going to come at me from? <laughs> where is this risk going to that's, that's, really that's gonna actually be true. possibly and, catastrophic? <laughs> and, and we take that approach both in the and, and our my buyers are typically business owners, CFOs, C-suite executives, heads of HR. Those are really the, the position titles that are inside companies making these kinds of decisions. I want to make that business bulletproof to the extent that we can, but I want to make those same individuals bulletproof in their personal life. So the other aspect of what we do is in the personal insurance side, homeowners, auto, and excess liability. Most people know it as umbrella coverages making sure that we have good quality contracts with limits high enough to protect that person's net worth. This is another big mistake. Probably the second one I see most often is a business owner who's worked really hard to create wealth inside a company, and they have not met someone yet who can properly help them on the personal side. They're not carrying limits high enough on the excess liability side. This is this is a game changer. This, this Something as simple as a car accident can take away decades' worth of work. So we really think hard about that. It's not just the business that we want to protect. It's that individual as well. Yeah, when I was a financial advisor, that's what always, uh, that was one of the first things that I recall looking at. And it was always, it was many times one of the biggest loopholes. And it's because they do, you're 100% spot on. They spend a lot of time um, on the business side of what they have to do and sometimes forget on their personal side. It's like, come on, you're worth a lot of money. to even as something as small as, yeah, you need to pay more for car insurance. You need a whole lot more coverage than you have right, right now. It's re- <laughs> right. ridiculous that you're worth that much, and I have more uh, 
um, as a as a new like twenty something year old advisor had more coverage for auto insurance than they did. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and this is so, a great uh, forum to get this message out to people that you know there's there's a specific set of products and services that are available in the market for high net worth individuals and families that are very different than what you'd find from a traditional auto insurance that really is aimed more at Main Street kind of USA. So those products and services exist. It requires you know, a consultant like, like me and my teams that are well-versed in this have access to those products and can help create something customized for that family. But I'll tell you something, when you do this successfully for someone on the business side and the personal side, it's one of the most fulfilling things um, that you can experience. And that's why I've really enjoyed being in this business and doing it this way because you really get to know these clients and their families and you just feel very good that you've protected them in a very 360 way. That's great. Uh, so, Sean, if somebody wants uh, more information on, uh, on Epic Insurance Brokers and Consultants, what's the best way for them to get that? Yeah, they can check out our website, which is epicbrokers.com. They can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Those are probably the best two ways to reach us. All right, perfect. Well, uh, hey, Sean, thank you for coming on the show. And to the listeners, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And, uh, Sean, thanks again for coming on the show.